I'm Amy. I'm Julie. And it's time to pucker up. So, really quickly, let's get into some general news. Very excitingly, the Washington Nationals won the World Series. Whee! And we were sitting in the rain. Yes, we were. Well, we weren't quite sitting in the rain, but we were sitting close to the rain. Well, it got a little misty every once in a while when the wind would blow. True. We baby sharked it. We booed at Trump ads. We watched the heat that came with the final pitch. <laughs> what better way to celebrate than to yeet love? <laughs> no shit. Although I, I told you this, not on the pod, but the better way would be to run through the outfield with it on your head. Which somebody like did. Adam Eat Adam Eaton did it. Yeah. Then, of course, the, the Nats had their parade, which we didn't go to because we're lazy. And but we watched it, we watched on, it TV. on TV. And I had to listen to actual baseball commentary about actual baseball statistics. And it was horrible. Yeah, Julie was not having any I of it. I was so bored. I was like, can I go back to bed? Because, listen. Yeah, we wanted action. We wanted parade action. We wanted bus shenanigans. We, we wanted, wanted drunk like drunk people. Well, and you know what? We ended up getting it at a hockey game. Oh, man. So then we're going to talk about the Caps-Flames game, but uh, the Nats show up to the Caps game and they are drunk. And they are Shirts shirtless. keep coming off. And they are riding Zambonis and they are throwing hats onto the ice that have already been collected from off of the ice. Correct. And they are baby sharking it. And they are pouring beer down a whole level into the mouths of cap fans. Below. Yes, it was uh, certainly. And then, of course, they went to the locker room and they partied with the boys. And and then they went back out on the ice for late night shenanigans. Yeah. Brian Dozier was playing like ball hockey or something on the ice in his underwear. You know, just normal stuff. Although my favorite was Harada Para. What is that? That's a puck. What is puck? It's like a baseball for the hockey. Um, and also, Verona danced with Dozier to calm up. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he got he got a little low. I wish he would have taken his shirt off. I'm glad he kept all of his clothes on. I mean... It makes me uncomfortable to see Verona in states of undress. It'll happen eventually, and then we'll all have to deal with it. No... So the other thing I want to talk about in general news is this Dustin Bufflin situation. Boy, is that something. It started out as he was granted a leave of absence because he wasn't sure that he was going to keep playing hockey. And he wanted, well, okay, so they granted him a leave of absence because he wanted to, like, contemplate his future with hockey or something like that. Then, Much like the Weems thing. I would assume. Yeah. Then it became, okay, well, we're suspending him because we need, we don't want his cap hit to count against us. And clearly he's not reporting because he's not going to play. Now it's become, he had an injury. He didn't work out all summer. He had an ankle injury or a foot injury or something. And did they know about that when they did his end of year evaluation before they went into the playoffs? And he played in the playoffs on it anyway. Did they know about it at the beginning of the summer? And, like, he just didn't work out. And then when he went back to start skating again, he, like, it didn't feel right. So now it's, like, an injury. So, like, there's this whole thing where none of this adds up or makes sense. Well, the way that I heard it, which, you know, 
give whatever grains of salt you might want, is that he was not completely healthy at the end of the season, which is why he didn't work out over the summer. And then when he started working out, it was worse than he thought it was. So he went and had surgery. During the surgery, they discovered a broken bone in his foot, which was not discovered or reported on any of his medical, you know, his postseason medical exams. Right. And I think that's kind of where the turn goes. Like, where was the broken foot or the broken bone? Did he do it over the summer? Was it there when they did the exam at the end of the year and nobody caught it? Was it there and people saw it but didn't report it? There's lots of things that could be happening here. I mean, it's all very sketchy, like the way it's all like kind of turned out. Because it started as, okay, well, he's taking a leave of absence to contemplate. Well, at first it was just, he's been granted a leave of absence, which usually means something's happened, bad has happened in a player's family, unfortunately. Right. But then it became, oh, he's contemplating his future in hockey. And now it's, okay, you're suspended, which is fair, because it's trying to get his cap hit off the books. And he's not showing up for camp, so that's what they have to do. But then... It's okay. Well, he's got this injury. It just, it's so, it's so sketchy. It just, something is wrong here. And like you said, either they missed the broken bone, which means someone was not doing their job, or they didn't report the broken bone, which means they're being shady. And did he know about the broken bone? Right. Which he clearly didn't until he went into surgery. Right. I mean, I think, and I can't remember which podcast I heard this on. I want to say it was Wish who said, you know, when you're a hockey player, you kind of know, like, if you're hurt, you kind of know to to what degree you're hurt, especially if you've been playing as long as somebody like Dustin Bufflin. And you know, you know, whether or not you can skate on it, you know what kinds of things, like, if your ankle's busted, you know what kinds of things you can and can't do and what kinds of things you've done in the past to help with your busted ankle. Right. And if you've taken the summer off, and it's worked before, then that's what you kind of aim to do this time. Only now there's a broken bone in said foot. And now what? And what it boils down to, what it all boils down to, what it always all boils down to is money. Yeah, yeah. And what Winnipeg, if anything, owes him on his contract. Oh, and he's got like two years left on his contract or something like that? Mm-hmm. So they will, I mean, he's going to be on the books for, I, it may be more than two years. I know there's a significant amount left on his contract. And then there's another thing that came up that I didn't put on here because I didn't think about it until just now. The news about Ilya Kovalchuk, not like the Kings have just said, well, he's not going to be playing with us for this foreseeable future. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Let me find that statement. Because it's weird. Is he going back to Russia? Now that I didn't see. Has he figured out just how to get the most amount of money not to play hockey? Because seriously, like, how much has he been paid by how many teams to not play hockey for them? Well, the Devils are not paying him still, I think. So, oh, LA well, has, but they were. So, Elliot Friedman, there's word this afternoon that LA has informed Ilya Kovalchuk that he will be out of the lineup for the foreseeable future. He is welcome to practice with the club, but he will not be playing. Obviously, more details as they occur. And now I haven't seen anything since that. Wyshynski's statement about it was, you know, 
clearly Ilya Kovalchuk in this season's Los Angeles Kings are a bad fit. Um, he's 30. Clearly Ilya Kovalchuk is a bad fit for any NHL team at this point. He's 36 years old. Like, you don't have a 36-year-old winger. Like, I don't understand why the Kings signed him in the first place because he retired from the NHL. Went and played in the KHL, and I guess he thought, oh, well, I want to make more money, so I'm going to go back to the NHL. But at 30, 35, I guess, you're too old to really be making that much of an impact on an NHL team unless you are a very, very special player. Like Ovi. Someone like Alex Ovechkin, anybody would be happy to have him because he scores goals. But like, Kovalchuk doesn't make any sense to just come back and be like, yeah, 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 we'll totally put you on a team. Like The thing is that, like... Prove to me that you're good enough to be on a team. And he clearly wasn't. Well, he was 10 years ago. Well, yeah, I know. I mean, like, that last season proved he was not good enough to be on the team. Like, he can't hack it in the NHL anymore. Like, it's not... There's no... But, of course, now they have Kovalchuk's cap hit. Yup. Which was dumb. Who's their GM and why does he still have a job? Um, Rob Blake. Hmm. He changed coaches not too player. long ago. Canadian professional ice hockey executive and former player. Current general manager and vice president of the Los Angeles Kings. Big giant dum-dum. I believe we had the conversation about how sometimes players are not good at being executives. Yeah, how about? Sometimes you don't just hire somebody back into the organization because they played hockey once, Adam Oates. I also think that sometimes, like, coaches, not coaches, but, like, former players being executives doesn't make any sense to me because I find it really hard to believe that they can do the, like, math and manage things at the level that, like, a general manager needs to be able to do. Oh, they have staff to do that for them. Like, everybody crunches the numbers. Then and why says, the fuck are they there? Like, what? Because like, everybody like- crunches the numbers and says, Sir, Sir Mr. Gretzky, sir, here's what we found, you know, is the best deal for, and here's what we think are the good. And he goes, yeah, that's great, but here's what I think. Mm-hmm. Kevin Gretzky, not Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Either wasn't wasn't Wayne like in the front office of the Oilers at some point? I don't remember. I just know that there was a different. I don't think Kevin's even the correct name for. I uh, think it might be Keith. Keith, Keith, you're right. It's Keith. Keith Gretzky was the interim GM at the Oilers, was he not? He was something, <laughs> and I mean that in every sense of the word. <laughs> Nothing got better in Edmonton. No, the Edmonton Connor McDrysidles. So let's get into a pretty big docket of what's the message, Gary, this fucking A. Starting with the Caps against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, there was a lot of discussion about this because Tom Wilson hit Tyson Berry. Did he, though? eh, Well, you know, quote unquote hit. Tyson Berry. And I've got hit in quotes on yes, our that's outline. why I said that's why I said did he Yeah, know? so here's the thing that happened there, and it was really weird, and I have a lot of friends who were like super into Tyson Berry and would defend him to the death, and even they are like, uh didn't actually like Tom Wilson went to hit Tyson Berry and Tyson Berry jumped out of the way. 
And pretty successfully, like, Tom clipped his, like, the back of his leg as Tyson mm. Barry got out of the way. And then, you know, Tyson fell down because he just jumped, like, three feet. And that's, <laughs> that's how gravity works, which is a hard thing for hockey Twitter to grasp, I think. And, um, you know, Tom Wilson went to Tantrum Baby Jail for it, which is kind of fucked up because Tom Wilson... Just went to Tantrum Baby Jail for hitting the boards? For being Tom Wilson. I mean, what exactly was the call? Was it boarding? It's been so long ago now, I don't remember. I want to say you're right, it was boarding. It was either boarding or charging. I think it was boarding. But what's interesting to me is how many people... Like, I don't think it was... I mean, like, it would have been... It would have been interference at best because the puck was not there. But the way that people are trying to frame it is it was this, like, horrible late hit, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know, man. Do you want to talk about the Tom Wilson one because it was a horrible late hit? Or are you talking about it just because it's Tom Wilson? Because most of these people, when you say something about it, and you're like, okay, so how did you feel about the Hall hit on Boyd? Which happened earlier in that same game. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we're not talking about that. Like, why aren't we? Because that was yeah. worse. Mm-hmm. That was also boarding. And um, honestly, I think Hall should have been thrown out after that because it was so late. It was so far away from the puck. I don't know, man. What's the message, Gary? Who fucking knows? Well, part of the message, the next thing on our list is maybe you shouldn't be punching people in the head. Yeah. Uh, so Lucic punches his kid Sherwood. And basically it looks like Sherwood gives Riddick's pads a poke at the end of a play. Lucic kirks out. He just punt like hauls off and sucker punches Sherwood in the face with enough force to knock him down, which bounces Sherwood's head off the ice. And Sherwood probably had a concussion. I don't know if he's back playing yet because I didn't look it up. I because I stopped following these after they hand down the verdict pretty much. So Leachich has a hearing for it. He's suspended two games. The player safety decision specifically references Lucic being fined once and suspended once for similar punches to unsuspecting players. Like, is this not a liability? Like, what at the what the fuck, man? He's like Wreck It Ralph out there. And you can't you can't do that. No, like, like if you want to, like, and it's look, not. And this nobody is messes weird- with anybody else's goalie. Great, white. We're like, give him a face wash. Like, like rough, rough him up just a little bit and move the fuck on. Don't haul off and fucking cold cock a guy. Yeah, because it's like, that's, I mean, and I'm sure somebody else will be like, well, that's hockey. That's not hockey. No. Like, just fucking punching a guy is not hockey. That's fucking assault. That's not, like, how hockey works. Like, yes, you can punch a man in hockey, but typically you have said to that man... Or thrown how about, your, how about we punch each other? Thrown your glove down like an invitation, like the 1800s or something, you know? <laughs> it really is hockey, what it is. Hockey's very Victorian, you know? Mm-hmm. With a f- little little flash of ankle. We're, we're going <laughs> to talk, talk about ankles later. Um, oh, no. Lucic has been suspended three times and fined nine times in his career. That does not surprise me at all. Another one that didn't, then this one didn't get looked at, but should have, was mm-hmm. the Kucherov low bridge on Vladimir Sabatka in the um, the first game in Stockholm. 
Mm-hmm. There is no reason that play should have happened at all. Other than Nikita Kucherov is a dirty fucking player. Mm. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sure there are Lightning fans that listen to this podcast because someone mentioned that they were a Lightning fan to us on Twitter the other day. Shout out to you, brave person who still listens to us, even though we hate the Lightning. It's just like, what are you doing, bud? He just gets in front of this guy and fucking bends over to low bridge him. And some dork bag comes to me and he's like, well, he got him in the thighs at most. A real low bridge is the knees are lower. Sabatka should have had his head up. Sabatka's head was up. Why was Kucherov fucking bending over like that? Like, why is it always on the player that gets hurt? Why is it always the victim? That should have done something better. What if the offender doesn't fucking try and hurt people? How about? Like, why does it have to be on the person who got hurt to not get hurt? Shouldn't it be on the person, like, you know, not committing a crime? I shouldn't. I, you know, I love to frame it as a crime. And I really don't think Kucherov even went to the box for this. I don't think he, I don't remember either, but I think you might be right. Like, hello? Hello? Then the last one. This Felino one on Belmar. Yo. Dude, you want to talk about hockey shit you cannot fucking do. I saw people trying to justify this, too. Like, how do you look at that and say, oh, no, this happened, so it's not that bad. Like, no. Can we not just say that should not have happened? That Nick Felino should not have done that? Yeah, just because nothing horrible resulted from it doesn't mean it wasn't horrible. Like, Oh, Belmar went to the went to the room. He was out. Felino actually felt really bad about it and like fucking apologized to him because Felino knew it was shitty. Then don't do it. He launched himself. He left his feet. I mean, it's textbook what people will say to you if Tom Wilson did that. Oh, he left his feet. He's a horrible person. And yet, what's the message, Gary? Felino got three games for it. And a lot of like the first comment that I saw when I went into the mentions was now do Kucherov. I saw that. Because I mean, it's not just us who thinks that Kucherov deserves punishment. Punishment? Yeah. Is that the word I'm looking for here? Sure. Whatever. It's so into low lights. Which is another hit, and it wasn't a dirty hit, it was just unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Was the one where Scott Sabarin ran into David Backus. And poor like, David Backus. Oh, that I feel bad about. And Sabarin got fucked up. He was unconscious immediately mm-hmm. after hitting Backus. I mean, and it was just, and it wasn't a dirty hit. It was just a hockey hit. It was just two dudes running into each other. And this is, I mean, like, this happened on accident. That other shit that we just talked about happened on purpose. Yeah. All of those things were intentional on the part of those people. This one was purely an accident. Sabrin spent two days in the hospital. And well, and I'm not the thing I this, but you can find pictures of his stitches. Oh, no, I don't want to see that. I showed somebody the other day, and they were like, holy fuck. It's a lot. It was a lot. It was not good. Well, and the thing I hate to see the most in hockey games, and thankfully you don't see it very often, but it's often enough, is when you can just tell by the way a 
body will drop to the ice that that body is not a conscious one. Oh no, you, I mean, you know. And it's just, that's when your heart sinks and you're like, shit, why do I like this sport? I just, oh, seeing someone get stretchered off is the literal worst. Mm. Anyone. People I oh, hate, yeah. people I love, whatever. It sucks. Now, other Speaking lowers, of sucking. <laughs> why do the Caps love to lose to the Arizona Coyotes? I don't know, but I did my part. You will, you, you may or may not like it, but. Did you yell um, at Phil? Did you yell at Phil? Dude, I was cracking. Chris came with one of his buddies last night. So and I was cracking him up. I was not at the Caps Yotes game. I was at Taking Back Sunday. So every time I saw Phil on the ice, I'd just yell, Phil! Just that, just Phil! One time I yelled it and he fell. <laughs> another, time, <laughs> another time I yelled it and he whiffed on a puck. So every time I saw him, I'd be like, Phil! And I used Phil Kessel goes to Waffle House sober, which, <laughs> which, which Chris really appreciated. To someone on a football broadcast who and had- to Brian. And our buddy Brian, who sent us the photo from Twitter <laughs> of the sign that somebody had that said somebody went goes to Waffle Maybe. House. Maybe. Maybe goes, goes to, Waffle. to Waffle House sober. So, yes, I yelled I yelled in Phil's general direction. I didn't really yell at him. But, yes, I just went, Phil! I um, was standing in this mosh pit, okay, last night. Because this game happened last night. And so I'm standing in the mosh pit and like my phone buzzes with the first one. And I'm like, well, fuck, there we go. The coyotes have scored. Then the second period starts. And those first, those like two that came in really close. Mm -hmm. um, And I was like, well, fuck this. And then the opening act went on stage and I was like, all right, well, and I'm like, kind of like checking my phone and I like apologize to red, uh, red city radio for checking the hockey score during their set. But like, listen, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. Koozie scored, and I'm like, ah! and then Koozie scored again, and I'm like, ah! and then I'm like, this motherfucker's gonna get a hat trick, and I'm not watching. He did not. Although half the arena thought he did. I did hear that. So what the they fuck? They even played, they even played It's Tricky. Oh my Like, God. we thought, oh, well then it must, must have been his goal, because they hadn't called it yet. Then the Caps thought they had won. Oh. In overtime. Half the arena thought that, too, because they left. Like, half of the people that were there last night went home thinking the Cats won. The greatest thing that happened to come out of that was TJ Oshie's face. Oh, my God. TJ Oshie. He is a Labrador retriever. We have said this on this podcast before. His daughter, the younger one, is his mini-me. And it has never been more clear than watching that gif of him watching the play review. (laughs) Oh god, it's turned into makeout hours. I was thinking that. I don't know if you can hear that. We have that stupid gray Kong toy that was in the uh, Better Halves basket, and we are fighting about it. It's sexy time! I hate it. Podcasting skews living room. Yep. And lest anyone think that when we say they are 69ing, they are not actually 69ing. Dude, I've seen wrong. it. That is not an exaggeration. Really, what's happening? It's very unfortunate. Anyway, shootout. 
didn't go well. No. I mean, I don't think Samsonov has a lot of shootout experience. I'm sure he doesn't. Doesn't hasn't he had a shootout yet already this season once before? I mean, listen, we still got a point. One. Yeah. Like, who can bitch really? In highlights though. The Cavs have been winning. Like it's like Cavs and Leafs are here. Caps and Sabres are here. Caps and Flames are here. Caps and Knights are here. We embarrassed the Leafs. Ovi said they needed to they decide if they're playing for the cup or playing for each other. And boy, did some people take that the wrong way. But also, it was very good advice. And then you see players, Austin Matthews, from the Leafs not taking it the way it was intended. And it's clear that Ovi's right. The Leafs are playing to win a cup. And that's not how you win a cup. Love wins championships. That's right. And the Leafs don't love each other. Also, their coach sucks. Well, I was just going to say, I don't think the Leafs... I think the Leafs hate their coach. I think they actively hate their coach. Do you remember when Carey Price was just literally letting people score on him, trying to get the coach fired? Like two years ago? No, but that's a strategy. When they still had Vigneault? Oh, well, then, yeah. Um, Was it Vigneault? Yes, because they they got hired by the Rangers after that. And I was like, why do hockey teams hire dudes who have literally just been fired for being bad at that job? I don't know. Ask the Flyers. Whatever. Here's the thing about Toronto. Mike Babcock was a good coach when hockey was a different game. Oh, that's, that's fair. And they're expecting him to be a good coach when... Hockey isn't played like it was when he won all those cups with Detroit. And here's the thing. We're going to get into Mike Babcock. We've got some questions about that. But, I mean, if we're using, like, love winning championships and love for your coach as an example, those boys love the fuck out of Trotz. Oh, yeah. Barry Trotz was well-loved here in D.C. Dude, they made him They made him do the hot lap. You don't that do that great. to your coach if you That's don't great. love him. Yeah. Because no. you don't care. And you don't want to play for a guy that you hate. I mean, that's just how it is. Well, and I'm going to drop a dollar in the, in the dangle jar. But he made a really good point. Good teams who have good relationships with their coaches play to please their coach. They don't play to not get yelled at. Yeah. And the Leafs are playing to not get yelled at and not get benched. They're not playing to please their coach or themselves. So I think the Washington Capitals broke the Buffalo Sabres. I think we may have. Because they did lose in overtime the game before they played the Capitals, but they have lost every single game since they played. They lost the game to the Caps. It would have been a shutout if they hadn't managed to bank a goal in literally off of Jonas Stegenthaler's back. True. (laughs) Like... He had no control over that. Holtby had no control over that. That was a lucky bounce. That was the definition of a lucky bounce right there. But they have lost every single game since then. Terribly. They've played the Rangers. They played the Lightning, who are fucking awful right now. I mean, but also pro tip, don't take penalties against the Lightning. That's how you get your lunch eaten. And that's always been true. But also the Lightning are fucking dirty. Marcus Johansson well, and bad. got his first penalty minutes in Sweden, by the way. I mean, of the season. Of the season. 
Like, not ever. I mean, no. I mean... <laughs> I think he has 40 penalty minutes ever. Noted goon, Marcus Johansson. One suspension for, uh... There's a two-game suspension. Two games for headshot. Verona, our beautiful son, Jacob Verona, got a hat trick against the Flames. He almost, almost got a hat trick against the Sabres. Didn't complete Yeah, it. and he's fucked that. I'm going back for more. Five goals in two games. Yes. My best and brightest check forward son. Jonas Stiegenthaler scored his first goal against Vegas. Oh my god. It was the game winning goal. Awesome. And I almost peed my pants. That does not surprise me at all. (laughs) It was all very. I was telling everybody I was sitting with, I'm like, Julie's freaking out. I was freaking out. And Nikki was not there sitting in front of me like she normally is. So I didn't have anybody sitting near me who, like, understood the magnitude of what had just happened. Oh no. So I had to be, like, alone with my feelings. I'm you like, weren't alone. You were with 18,000 right plus people. Right now, I'm in a three-way battle for this toy. <laughs> um. Olympic rules in this shootout, boys. Order of shooters is me, 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 and then me again. I'm fucking TJ Yoshi. Uh, and the highlights. Radko Gudis. Sorry. The absolute That's... unit. Listen. He had his son oh, no. to meet Captain, and his hands are so big that this, like, three-year-old child is holding on to, like, two fingers. If that, I think it's probably just a one. So big. How big is he? So big. <laughs> but then, because we need to talk about Halloween costumes, he mm-hmm. and Hagelin... Hagelin... I might went to a <laughs> went to the party as two of the dudes from Sons of Anarchy, and I have to say to you, I have no idea the name of the guy that Gudis went as, nor what he looks like on the show. But uh, Carl Haglin really was killing that one. Mm-hmm. Carl Haglin dressed up as Jacks. They had their fancy like custom jackets, and it was pretty sweet, pretty sweet, so good. I call him the pretty sweet. Other Halloween costumes involved Alex Ovechkin and Nastia as a ref. And I don't remember what kind of player he was because she was so hot that I literally cannot remember what he looked like. I want to say he was a soccer player. I do not remember. My brain only keeps the image of Nastia. Unfortunately. Nick and Paige Dowd from Juno. That was cute. That was really because Paige Dowd is pregnant. So she was Ellen Page and he was that nerdy kid whose name I can't think of. But it was My. super cute. What is his name? All I can I think don't. of is Jesse Eisenberg and I know that's not correct. No, that's not him. It's the other one. It's the other um, one. Shit. This is bothering me. You're looking it up? I'm looking it up. Michael Sarah. God damn it. I know somebody who named his dog Michael Sarah. I should have known that. <laughs> Nick Backstrom was a baseball player. He was a Rockford fucking peach. That's true. I had heard that afterward. But the most important part was that this party was on October 30th. Mm-hmm. While the uh, the uh, Nats were playing. So they like... 
Nick Backstrom was dressed up as a baseball player because Bud's leaning in. And there's one other Halloween costume I want to mention, not because it was good, (laughs) but because he deserves to be shamed for going to Party City ten minutes before leaving for the party and purchasing that costume. I mean, for like alleged, allegedly. Bucks. Listen, we don't know for sure. Allegedly, listen, that either he's the laziest person on the team, or literally, he didn't know what the fuck to do. He didn't know what the fuck to do. Someone help Jonas Siegenthaler, who was wearing one of those <laughs> stupid beer costumes. Does he have a roommate or a significant other or somebody who can just help him be a person? I have no idea. But he seems to have gone with this beer mug costume thing as an addendum to the couple's costumes being worn by Tyler Lewington and Chandler Stevenson, who were dressed in later hosen. And carrying beer steins. So the photo that got posted of Lewington and Siegenthaler was captioned double fisting. Oh, mother. But I know he was roommates with, he was roommates with Lewington in Hershey, but I don't know. I think he has a girlfriend. I don't know. She was not there. Nobody helped him. He needs help. Somebody go help him. Someone get this child an adult. (laughs) Although I do have to say, speaking of roommates, and this is probably not someone he like actually lives with normally, but um, I learned listening to Between Two Blue Lines with Garnett Hathaway and Nick Dowd that players on their entry level contract have to share rooms on the road. Mm -hmm. And then once you're done with your entry level contract, you are, are don't have to share a room anymore. So I was like, all right, I wonder who, you know, shares rooms with who. We have two players on their entry-level contracts. That would be Big Handsome. Uh-huh. And, and Louie, yes? Nope. No. Louie, actually, because I looked this up because I thought it would be Louie and Travis Boyd as well. And probably, and like, I don't know if they roomed together when they were up here, but they, are not, they were not marked as having ELC contracts. Hmm. So there's one other capital on an ELC. Dowd? No. No. Dowd's old. old. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Uh, I don't know. He's a kitten. <gasps> oh, no. It's Samsonov. So just imagine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just sit with oh, this Oh, neither one of them can help each other. Because oh. clearly, Jonas is stupid. And... Samsonov barely speaks English. And I was just going to say, and the kitten can't even, like, speak for himself. <laughs> Sit with that for a second, because that's a thing that I figured out recently. <laughs> yeah, like, I, that's... So, oh, no. I mean, yeah, there could be other arrangements, but just based on entry-level contracts have to share rooms. We have two entry-level contracts, so... That's the odd couple. I wonder if one of the Russians, i.e. Kuzi, is nice enough to stay with him on road trips. I wonder. Like, how long do you think they're in those rooms? Like, all they're doing is fucking showering and Sleeping. Napping. Yeah. Unless the and, fire alarm gets pulled in the night. Well, there is that. I mean, then if Kuzi we- Then Kuzi flashes everyone in the hall. Look, 
<laughs> if we're if we're thinking about it, after the summer that our boy Koozie has had, maybe they say to him, "Hey, how about you set a good example for the kitten and be his roommate?" Nah, no. Listen, it's funnier the other way. I know it is, but <laughs> I'm not letting it go. It's fucking funny. <laughs> I would, I would like to think that Koozie is, you know, bringing up a. A, a tiny sure. Russian. I mean, maybe they're like helping each other out, but he's still sharing a room with someone that does not speak the same. I mean, Jonas speaks pretty good English. He does. His voice for, is always deeper than I think it's going to be. For someone who is clearly dumb as a rock. Also, Yo. we have to mention, because we didn't when he said he scored his first goal, that I was absolutely 100% correct about what his goal song was going to be. Yes, you were. I said it was going to be Weezer. They played fucking My Name is Jonas twice during that game because not only did he score, no, they played it three times because he scored and then they did him as an intermission interview and then they showed like, he was like also play of the game. Yeah, like Sally of the game or something. Sally of the game. Which was really cute because he was screaming. Well, and all the boys loved him and hugged up on him. Carlson was like, they, the guys who were still on the bench were, like, leaning out. That's their, like, little baby. But also, speaking of little babies, did you read the article where he was talking about the PK as his little baby? No. Okay, so Samantha J. Pell interviewed him, and, was like, because, I guess, either about that game against um, Vegas being the, like, one-year anniversary of his NHL debut, or it was because he scored the goal. I don't remember. Listen, I've done a, I've been so drunk since then. <laughs> I was, listen, I'll take a second I know. and I will talk to you about that Taking Back Sunday show I went to because they covered My Name is Jonas both nights. Like it was haunting me. But also because I got- It's fake. It's kismet. So fucking drunk Sunday night. I was still drunk when we got home. Yo. We Ubered. We Ubered. That's good. Because, thank God, because I definitely couldn't have driven home. And I get home and I'm like laying on the couch and I'm like, Melanie, please get me water. Please get me macaroni and cheese. Oh my. (laughs) Also, shout out to our friend Lauren for her macaroni and cheese recipe. It's really fucking good. Melanie's testing recipes for Thanksgiving. You know what Thanksgiving is like here. I forgot what I was talking about because I got on a tangent about Jonas Siegenthaler. Oh. Um, you're talking about the article that Sam wrote oh, about him and the yes, PK. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Samantha Pell was like interviewing him, and he was talking about how um, some every guy has their like little baby, quote unquote, and some guys do this, some guys do that, and his is the PK. And so he puts all of his work into being good on the PK because he and does, he's doing well at that. He has the most PK minutes on the team because he's big and doesn't have a problem. That's a big body and doesn't mind blocking shots. <laughs> I cannot make my voice that deep. It's not going to happen. But yeah, that's literally a thing that he said. And I know. I had to go lay down on the floor. In other Thylites news, now that we've gone on like a wild ass tangent about Jonas Siegenthaler. Surprise! Rupe hints. Hi, big tails! Had pigtails, and like apparently that's a thing now. I mean, not that he's played since that game because he's been injured, but like, maybe it's, the pigtails it's, injured him. It's pretty fucking cute, man. Like you just see that, like the, it's the back of his head, and it's the two messiest pigtails in the 
history of existence. But I'm into it. I love it. I love him. And I cannot wait to get my Winter Classic jersey. I don't share your love for Rupe, but go on with your bad self. He's so good at hockey. I mean, he's a good hockey team. player. He's on the IR slots of our fucking hockey team, I believe. I and yeah, well, no, I didn't say he wasn't good at hockey. I just he's not my type. I mean, he's not my type either. True. He's either tweet because number one, he wears he wears pigtails. I don't know, did I? What one was it? About I saw a man so beautiful. <laughs> no, which was about Adam Lazara from um, Taking Back Sunday, but um. Girl, you got to find that. You'll know when you see it. You'll know. Okay, I'll um, find it. Unfortunately, John Carlson. Dude, is John Carlson needs help. Tucking his pants into his boots. And no Where one is, Gina? is stopping him. Gina's too busy to look at what he's wearing. Why is Braden Holtby letting him do this? Does that not offend Holtby's delicate sensibilities? Like, as the only it might. He may be stupid too. on that team with any fashion sense. Is he the only one, though? Yes. I mean, Tom does okay, but Tom's not going to say anything to John Carlson. Yeah, he would. Do you think... Actually, I think Tom... But see, Tom would be the first person to give him shit about it. Do you think they're, like, fucking cracking on him in the locker room every time he... Talks I hope so. Or his pants into his boots. Because it looks so bad. It really does. Is it worse than when they don't wear socks? Yeah. Okay. So you would rather him not wear socks than tuck his pants into his boots? I would rather neither happen. All right, but you get one. Yes, I would rather him not wear socks than tuck his pants into his boots. Also, boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants. <laughs> also, <laughs> some of them are wearing socks. They're just little socks. Also, do you not understand the extremely Victorian appeal of a man just casually flashing you some ankle? But usually it's not ankle. Usually it's just like side of top of foot. What are you looking at? Jack Eichel's was definitely ankle. Well, yeah. Eichel ankle. Eichel ankle. <laughs> Jonas, this is always ankle. He has nice shoes, too. I've been in. See, but that's what, and that's what bothers me. They are nice shoes. Nice shoes need socks in them. They don't. Or else they get stinky. Got, no, they have those shoes on for like an hour at a stretch, maybe. Like half an hour, walking into the rink. Yeah, but what of kind it. of funky ass feet do they put in those shoes? Man, I don't know, man. I'm just saying. You know what, though? I bet they're probably pretty, like, serious about their uh, foot hygiene. Otherwise, they're never going to get laid. I mean. Like, feet are gross. Don't make them more gross. But, speaking of Eichel's ankles... We posted on Twitter about his uh, suit that he was wearing in Sweden, which was a red buffalo check, which I did not think of it being called buffalo check. I was just like, that's plaid. But somebody pointed out, no, it's buffalo check, which is very, very spot on. You know, red and black looked super good. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of people who weren't really into it. We had a lot of people who were like, why the fuck isn't he wearing socks? Yeah, it's not just me. And then we had a lot of people who were like, that is an ugly man. And I'm like, listen. Yeah, it's not he, just me. He's doing the best with what he's got, which is a good head of hair and a nice suit. I mean, I would say a plentiful head of hair. I, know I would not say like it's good. Hair. I think that Jack Eichel, again, as a person who has curly hair, is working with what the Lord gave him. 
All right. He has a really nice crawl pattern. Let him live. Um, it will never hold a candle to the actual red plaid suit Taylor Hall wore for their 2017 um, red carpet. That suit, I never forget that suit. That suit was delicious. Oh my. Taylor delicious Hall, also suits. much better looking than Jack Eichel. So, in listener questions. We got a bevy of listener questions, We got questions, a bunch of listener man. questions this time, dude. And we also got some that we're not going to be able to answer. Like, I just don't have an answer for some of them. And then we got some guest answers for some of them. Since I didn't have the wherewithal to answer. Like, we have one about uh, Gilmore Girls. Have you ever watched Gilmore Girls? I have not. I refuse to because they misrepresent Connecticut. Oh. I forgot that was you that hates Gilmore Girls like that. Yeah, all right. (laughs) Connecticut ain't like that, y'all. From Tiny Holtby. Which capital is bringing what dish to the U.S. Thanksgiving potluck? Oh, well, Jonas is showing up with a six-pack, because <laughs> that's what he did for Halloween. Bought cookies at the grocery store. <laughs> I trust him to do one thing culinarily, and that's put together a cheese plate. With salami. With salami. But as um, a, a Swiss person. True. Also from Tiny Holtby. Which cap is trying to be helpful, but is actually causing more problems than he's solving? And in parentheses, it says, it's Ovi. No, it's not. Verana. Yes. Now, do you remember last year how Verana was apparently um, cooking his first turkey? They did that. Uh, I think Isabel Kershudian did that uh, That article about what oh, they do I forgot for about American that. Thanksgiving. And Verana was making his first turkey. But fortunately, his dad was there. <laughs> well... And I believe that meal, some of the, like, Juice and um, Siegenthaler and a couple of the other guys were, like, invited to. And we never got any follow-up on that. But I really yeah. want... Like, I just... I bet that turkey got burnt. I don't trust Jacob Rana to cook for me. And then Elizabeth Ann put in and said, Who's mopping up after the unsaid cap who is having more problems? And she suggests that it is Nick Baxter. Well, that's only if it's Ovi, but it's not. It's Jack Bub. So, who would mop up after Jack Bub? Someone else from the Czech Mafia. mafia probably probably Kempney. Yeah. Or like a Nick Jensen. Like a, oh, this isn't, you know, uh, this is something I can do. No, 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 no. Nick Jensen, I believe, is, is Nick Jensen American? I bet they're watching football. He is. Oh, you're right. Listen, yeah. Okay, so Nick Jensen, Nick Dowd, Garnett Hathaway, TJ Oshie, and John Carlson are all sitting on the couch contributing absolutely nothing. Correct. And they are yelling at the football game. Even though they don't know what's going on. No, no, no. They're, they're American. They know. That's why I only named TJ the American. TJ Oshie knows on about couch, football. Julie. Do what? All right. What? No, I just said. I just... TJ Oshie's on the floor in front of the couch. On his belly with his ankles up in the air. <laughs> and his chin in his hand. And a chocolate soldier. <laughs> it's me, I'm TJ Yoshi. Um <laughs> To follow up from Elizabeth Ann, to follow up Tiny Holby, how many of the caps are actually helpful in getting ready for the holidays? It does count if John and another cap are holding Luca and Rudy back from destroying the house. Well, then those whoever those two would be. It would be Brayden and John. Because helpful. Luca loves Braden Holpe. It's true. Now they don't have Berkey to babysit, so. That's right. 
I would say that Ovi, like, well, Tom Wilson and Big Handsome are good at making sure that all the ornaments that go at the top of the tree get there. <laughs> Brayden Holtby is very carefully putting a star on the top of the tree. No, Brayden Holtby is good at putting out the lights outside. Oh, yeah. And he will take them down. On January 2nd. Yeah. He's a goalie. That seems so early to take down Christmas lights. Since they're technically Mm. supposed to stay up until after the 6th. But they're probably not, like, however soon it fits into the schedule of him being there. Which one of them is dumb enough to jam a Christmas tree in the back of his Porsche, take a picture of it, and post it on Instagram without blurring out his license plate? Oh, that's baby V. Do you think that Verona learned his lesson from Andre Burakovsky? No, he's still a baby. <laughs> the only one I know drives a Porsche is Gudis, and there's no way he's that dumb. Oh, no, no, he ain't that dumb. No, V is still a baby. He's still baby V, and he's still Jack Bub. Like, he's still puke or cry until he oh graduates God. out of puke or cry mode. He's never going to get That's just his face. I don't know. I think it might change with age. <laughs> From Miranda, which iconic 90s mall store would each capital shop at? Oh, and Braden, all, Holby, Braden Holby would shop at Benetton. All I have written down is Yevgeny Kuznetsov is at Spencer's. And that is fucking spot on. But I will tell you that Braden Holby will shop at Benetton and Brandy will shop at Esprit. <laughs> and... Because none of these people are girls, and I needed a spree to get in there, because I used to go there all the time. And, like, um, TJ Oshie's at Delia's, but only because of his daughters. Right. I, um, listen, the only time I ever saw a brick-and-mortar Delia's was here in Maryland after I moved here. Nikki's at the Disney store, Go. for reasons that we can't explain. Dude, I love the Disney store. <laughs> Who's at Claire's? Possibly getting an ill-advised piercing. God damn it, Brett Connolly's not here anymore. You think Brett Connolly um, would get an ill-advised piercing? Dude, he Jacob got an ill-advised Vrana. tattoo with pizza. Jacob Frana is getting an ill-advised piercing. At Claire's. Let's see. They're at KB. Oh, there's more They're of these. They're at KB Toys crowded around the video game display. That would be that would be Wilson. Because he's a little bit of a gamer. Who else is? You already um, said Braden Holtby was at Benetton, so I can't make that Walden Books joke that I really want to make. John Carlson is at Things Remembered. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying. He's trying to get out. Just of- because, just because he needs to fucking remember things. He's trying to get out of sleeping on the couch. Right. So he's trying to make up for those boots. Oh, they're all at Foot Locker. You know they are. Are they, though? Like, none of them are sneakerheads, really, are they? Fucking journeys and shit like that. It's not about being sneakerheads. It's just that that's what the sports is. What else mm. do they... Like, they're, they're in the fucking Under Armour store. These are not, not people in the, who go to a mall. Not in the 90s. No, I know. It didn't exist. Which Washington Capitol shopped at American Apparel during their heyday? American Apparel in its, its heyday. During heyday, you know? Like 2010. So, you know, like an old Brain Holby. It's Brain Holby. Is it not Tom Wilson, though? Tom Wilson's not old enough. And Ovi's not hipster enough. It's Brain Holby. 
boo. Uh, from Baltimore Davy, which It's Always Sunny character is each Capitals player? No can do. We're sorry, Davy. We, uh, neither of us have ever seen It's Always... I've seen one episode of It's Always Sunny. I've been to the bar that It's Always Sunny is quote-unquote set in. I did try to source a answer to this, and now I'm trying to find it. I uh, I have one friend who watches a lot of It's Always Sunny. And I said, Friend Wade. Ah! Friend Wade, which Always Sunny character is each Capitals player? And Wade said, I don't think you want it to translate, honestly, as someone who deeply loves the show. And what I said to Wade after that was, you really are the Jack Johnson of this podcast. And so we actually don't have an answer for that, unfortunately. But I did get to mention that that, that Wade is the Jack Johnson of this podcast, as they wanted to be. Excellent. <laughs> we also have several questions about a different incident that happened this week. So, uh... From Sheena, Don Cherry, that's it. Just thoughts and why did it take Hockey Night in Canada that long to fire him? And then from Lindsay, who would you like to see replace that man on Coach's Corner? So I saw someone suggest Snoop Dogg, which I think would be hilarious because Snoop Dogg actually does really funny hockey commentary. But I think that it took them that long because they're stupid, because there hasn't, like, I don't, I don't know. Because it's not like this is the first time he's ever said shit like that. Like most traditional communities that are rife with old white men, i.e. Canada, the answer to most of the questions like this, although it's not the right answer, it's the most common answer is, well, that's just the way it's always been. Yeah. Well, a lot of people defending him are like, oh, well, he's a staple of hockey. He's what hockey stands for. And then people are, I actually saw whole posts today about oh no 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 it was about uh so Nazem Kadri defended Don Cherry like Naz honey he's never going to like you you're not white yep it doesn't matter if you defend him or not it's not going to make him like you better because you're not white so basically Kadri was like well you misinterpreted what he said and that's what people keep saying is that's not what he meant it was, he didn't mention He ain't saying that's what he meant. Yeah. If that wasn't what he meant, he had the opportunity to walk it back, which he refused. So yeah. guess what? He meant what he, he meant said. It. Yeah. And he's, he's been racist and xenophobic. And it's just a matter of like, listen, dude, people are over it. And then, of course, they keep bringing up Justin Trudeau having been reelected and his having done blackface. And someone made a good point. It's like, yeah, Don Cherry said this yesterday, not 30 years ago, yesterday. Like, it doesn't make it better that Trudeau did blackface, but... You also apologized for it. There's a big difference between someone who did something in the past and has hopefully learned from it and grown and changed and somebody who said something racist as fuck yesterday. Well, and also somebody who's dumb enough to, like, drive a hockey team into the ground because he wouldn't hire anybody like he wouldn't let any foreign players on the team yeah we all know that don jerry refused to enter the import draft when he was a coach like that's that's common knowledge why does it surprise anyone that he's a racist fuckhead who would you like to see replace him can we get patrick sharp 
ooh, but then we wouldn't be able to watch him. See, what I want is somebody who I wouldn't mind. So here's the thing. The only reason I would ever watch Coach's Corner to begin with was to see some of the stupid shit that Don Cherry would say. Yeah. So Pierre, you want Pierre? Yeah, I want Pierre. Pierre. I want Pierre. Canada deserves exiled Pierre. To Canada. Yes. I want Pierre exiled to Canada and we can watch him do stupid shit if we really want to, but we don't have to. Lindsay also asks, I have a Travis Konechny problem. What do you recommend I do about it? And I have to say, Lindsay, I don't fucking know, but if you figure it out, let me know, because I, too, have a Travis Konechny problem. I have a Travis Konechny puck. Do you want to trade? No! <laughs> I have Nolan Patrick! I still can't get a Travis Konechny t-shirt, though. Well, that's just dumb. Lindsay got, like, Lindsay, well, because remember, Lindsay was there, and she said there were, like, hardly any shirts, and they were, like, weird sizes. She got, like, the last one. Why are the hockey teams doing this to us? Because we couldn't get Danya a Nico Hishier t-shirt in her size. No. Hook us up, hockey. What the fuck? Um, NHL.com. And this other question. Stop being stupid. In non-hockey news, and this is from Lindsay, what other food have I been missing out on when I visited? So this came up because there was a tweet about what fast food places or like places like that that people talk about that you've never eaten at. And Fatu said Sonic. To which we both say, girl. What? So I grew up on Sonic. Like, Sonic is based out of Oklahoma City. So pretty much every town in Oklahoma has a Sonic. And it, well, see, and Sonic is a delicacy around here because yeah. for a long I mean, they, time, they don't exist in New England. I didn't grow up with it. I found it. There are here. few and far between here. Like, there's one in there's one in Ellicott City that we go to occasionally. Oh, sometimes when both Melanie and Julie are drunk and are like, "Let's go to Sonic Emil Drive." Listen, did you get Sonic out of it? I did. All right, it was good, and we had to drive home through a raging thunderstorm. Yeah, that was but- weird. There also used to be one in Easton, Maryland that we would stop at um, when we were on our way back from, or maybe it was in Cambridge. I think it was in Easton, though, on our way back from the beach, but it's gone now. Boo. I know. There's one off of I-83 between me and Pam. I know that. Oh, really? No, 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 not 8330. You're right, because I've driven past it. I've been like, ooh, Sonic. Yeah, but I've never stopped. Usually when we go to New Jersey and we stay overnight... Um, cause Jarka and I have done that a couple of times. We, um, have ordered Sonic to the hotel room, like <laughs> post-mated Sonic to the hotel room because you can from the hotel that's next door to the arena. Hey, hey. <laughs> we're like, hey, we're fucking getting Sonic. So now that's a thing. And, um, I don't know. Where else haven't we taken Lindsay? She was with us for Sonic. Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel we went to. Because that was in Wilkes-Barre. You know what? No. Lindsay wasn't with us for Cracker Barrel. She wasn't? I don't think so. No, it was just Donya and Priscilla. It was Donya and Priscilla, me, you, and Pam. Oh, then we need to take her to Cracker Barrel. And we also need to... What we need to do is schedule a time that they can come here, which usually doesn't coincide with hockey, but might coincide with preseason, where there's a fair... That we can take oh, them to God. for fair food. Because as foreigners, like, there's nothing like fair food. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Where was I recently that there were funnel cakes with, like, ice cream and shit on top of them? 
they were serving really good funnel cakes at the Nats game. That may have been where it was. No, because I was with Melanie. Melanie and I were talking about it because we'd had one similar to it. Maybe we just saw it on TV. I don't know. Funnel cakes can get wild. They can, but they're good. Oh, no, but Donya has had a funnel cake because we went to, um, we were going to get one because there's like a big funnel cake store thing. It's at the Six Flags in New Jersey, but the line was like, the park would have been closed. Like, they probably wouldn't even have, we wouldn't even have gotten in the door before the park closed. And it's not just funnel cakes, though. They're they're fair food, like, Mm. like good chili and fried whatever. (laughs) Fried literally anything. What else? Sonic Cracker Barrel. I mean, if Five Guys is your thing. My brother came out here and one of the things that he wanted to eat was Five Guys and he was so disappointed. Yeah, I mean, it's worth a try. I think it's... I gotta get in and out you're either for or against it. See, I don't like in and out I've never had I it. I tried it. I tried it. It's not... It's not the big whoop. Like, I think Shake Shack burgers are better than In-N-Out burgers. But I also know there's one, like, off the highway um, between where I live in Oklahoma and, and the arena in Dallas. So. Oh, but I'm not going to the arena this year. Mm, I'll have to figure it out. Let's stop talking about food because I'm getting hungry. Me too. Um, <laughs> from my, who is getting fired next and why is it Babcock? I mean, she ain't it wrong. should be. Because listen, here's the thing about Mike Babcock, and here's the thing that's been pissing me off about Babcock and Leafs media and the situation up there in general, is people complaining about Tyson Berry. Tyson Mm -hmm. Berry has a specific skill set. And you would think that when you go out to acquire a player, you would know what that player's skill set is, and you would have a use for it on your team. However... The Toronto Maple Leafs seem to think that Tyson Berry needs to remake his game to fit whatever the fuck they're doing, when whatever the fuck they're doing is obviously not working. So, this comes like Tyson Berry shoots from the point or from, you know, pretty far out and is looking for a tip-in close to the net. That's a thing. A lot of players on a lot of teams do that. The Leafs are not putting anyone there to try and get that tip. And then they're like, oh, well, Tyson Berry is not doing blah, 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 blah. Tyson Berry is doing what Tyson Berry is good at. And that's not his fault if Mike Babcock is not willing to work with that. And a coach should be willing to work with the talent they have rather than try to remake the talent to fit the system. Well, that's why he's not a good coach. A good coach looks at the talent he has and then builds the system instead of building the system. Look how good our PK is now at the Capitals. Mm -hmm. Because A, Reardon's a defensive coach to start with. But B, he's taken the talent that we have and started working with it. And you know how good our PK is? It's still good without Hagelin. Hagelin. I do miss him though. I like everybody was like, oh, we're doomed. When Haglin was marked as as day to day, and mm-hmm. I'm like, really? You think he is that big of a stable on the power play or the penalty kill with Wilson, Carlson, Eller, Siegenthaler, and Gudis still here? You know, you know, you know. Well, what are we talking about here, bud? Oh, just offhandedly, you think you think your your dad co is going to get booed tomorrow? 
God, I hope so. He wants to. I know. I saw that. I love that. I fucking love that. And he's like, yeah, boo me. I only get stronger. From VTK LW Agnostic Platypus on Twitter. Also, anybody heard an update on Michel Cormier since his October 16th injury? So this is the linesman that I believe was stretchered out. And I googled and I was not able to find anything. No updates, nothing. Hmm. I had totally forgotten about it. Yeah. Like, I didn't remember, but, like, when I started Googling it, I was like, okay, I remember this happening. Like, this is a linesman that got injured. And I believe the implication was that it was probably a concussion because he, like, fell back and, like, his head hit the boards or something Mm -hmm. like that. But nobody has, I mean, there's no updates or anything. I wasn't able to find anything. Well, I think it's interesting. I mean... With refs and linesmen, I think the guys know, like, the refs and linesmen pretty well, mm-hmm. like, just over the course of playing. But I think they don't make a lot of information about them very public. Right. Because For of reasons. the public. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like they should maybe make an update on this guy. They might. Like, there's I thought like- it was funny. <laughs> when I went to the Farg last year with Steve, they announced the refs and the linesmen you know, for the game, before the game. But they just announced them. Like, it just came from God. Tonight's refs are blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm used to seeing it on the big board, like a Capital One. And I told Steve that. And he said, are you kidding? We're in Philly. <laughs> if people see it, they'll remember. And he had a point. Also from VTKLW, why are the Avs putting Z, who is um Nikita Zadorov, on the ice with a broken jaw. It was a bad idea. Because I- they're stupid. It was a bad idea with Chara, and that was the playoffs. So, um, probably because he wants to be out there. Like, he doesn't want to not be on the ice. Like, that's why. He'll play if they'll let him play. And they shouldn't let him play. But that's how hockey works. It's so stupid. From Nikki. Our BFF Nikki. My sister. Hi, Nikki. Mr. Why are Come to we- games even if it's without your husband. Was she at the game? She was, I think, on the last night. Why are the alternate jerseys cursed? I don't know. And I hadn't thought about this until you and she brought it up yesterday. Yeah, I've said before, our alternate jerseys are cursed. And that's part of the reason I wanted us to switch to the Screaming Eagle thirds instead of continuing to use these throwback thirds because they're fucking cursed. But they look so good. They do. But they're cursed. Are they really, though? We lose a lot. Or do we just remember them losing in those more than we remember them winning? Well, I mean, we seem to lose a lot when we wear them. And it could just be coincidence, but it also seems like they're cursed. Hmm. I mean, Pittsburgh burned theirs, so. Yeah, and what kind of season are they having again, Jack Johnson? I have no, I've not been paying to the Pittsburgh Penguins at all. I mean, right now, they might be. You know that free real estate we supposedly have in our heads? My real estate is not free. My real estate is at a premium. Yeah, no. I have no idea what the Pittsburgh Penguins are doing. I know they ended someone's win streak. The Islanders, I believe. Well, I can appreciate that. (sighs) But you notice that I don't actually know for sure that A, it was the Islanders. What? They're in the first wild card spot. The top three in the Metro right now. Are number one, your Washington Capitals. Mm-hmm. 
Number two, your New York Islanders. Uh-huh. And number three, your Philadelphia Flyers. Which is a shock because the Flyers have just been like a on fire dumpster rolling down the street. And the two wild card spots are Pittsburgh and Toronto. The Atlantic Division goes thusly. Boston. Bruins, Sabres. No, Sabres, no. Are, Sabres are third now. No. Sabres dropped out? Yeah. Woof. Ruins, Habs, Panthers. <laughs> the Sabres are Just two spots FYI. behind the wild card. The last time I was they're, on they're... Twitter, the Panthers were just getting fucking shellacked <laughs> by the Bruins. Just, Oops. it was four to one last I saw. I mean, let's look at the scores. Right now, the Coyotes are playing the Blues, and it is tied. And we are in overtime. Uh, tied at two. The Avalanche are beating the Jets for nothing with a minute and a half left to go in the whole game. Preds Canucks just started scoreless. Well, nothing, nothing. There is a score. Red Wings Ducks, nothing, nothing. The Wild. And the Kings Do you later. remember that you Panthers in? Bruins? The Panthers won that game. What? Five four. They scored four unanswered goals in the third. Holy fuck! Man. Oh no, they won in the shootout. They tied it up and they won in the shootout. God damn! Some Washington Capitals shit. Florida and... comes from down four nothing to tie Boston late in the third. The Habs beat the Blue Jackets in a shootout. The Rangers beat the Penguins in overtime. I'm so glad you looked this up. I'm so excited. I mean, not that I want the Penguins to get any points, but it's really funny if it's from the if it's the Rangers. Because guess what? They're fucking terrible. You remember when they thought the rebuild was over? I mean, some of them still do. <laughs> not with Mika Zibanejad injured. Sure not. Mm. Well, I mean, but think about, I mean, they're doing all right without him. Listen, you're I mean, they're not Ottawa. It's true. Few people are. They're not the Kings. Woof. From Elizabeth Ann, how do we get the guys to stop running away from the intermission interviews? Literally, they just need to count to three after Al says thank you. Can we get Captain's trainer on this? (laughs) No! I mean, some of them know and some of them don't. The ones that don't are the youngins who have barely been interviewed. Yeah, I mean, like, Verona, Verona, I think, is deliberately running away. Well, yeah, because he's either going to puke or cry, and he doesn't want to do it on TV. Verona cracks me up because he literally said, please don't make me think about something other than hockey right now. Right? Yeah, he's like, I'm playing a hockey game. Shut up. And I think a lot of them feel that way, but they're doing what they have to do, and they're, like, ready to go as quickly as possible. Maybe they have to pee. I don't know. Some of them are better at it than others. I mean, that's just, that's the simple answer. They're ready to escape. And then, the other question that we crowdsourced the answer to, but we got a pretty good answer. From Elizabeth Ann, of the Caps and other hockey boyfriends, who is a Logan, Dean, and Jess? Also, they can be Luke, Christopher, Digger, Max, or Zach, too. Now, I don't question, know who these people are. This question is about Gilmore Girls. Oh, that's why. And I don't watch Gilmore Girls, but um, another resident of Podcast HQ does. That's right. Like, extensively. So I said to Melanie, 
answer this question for me. And she has sent me her answer. She didn't want to actually be on the podcast. Of course not. And she said, Logan is Tom Wilson because he's hot, but you want to punch him in the face at least 85% of the time over something boneheaded he's done. Okay. Jess is Lars Eller because he wasn't as reliable as he is now, and he turned out great and also is hot. All right. Dean is Andre because if you lost your virginity to him, you would probably think it was a great idea in the moment. And only realize you're an idiot later. I mean, it's because he went on to star in a different franchise and was a much better fit there. Um, I believe Dean is uh, Jared Padalecki, who went on to be on Supernatural. Ah. Luke is Nick because he hates and loves all of you, his terrible, terrible children. Okay. Christopher is Holtby because he's hot and would like to get to be reliable and get his shit together. But you know, if you try and lock it down, he's going to come home with like annoying rich guy, hipster hobbies and drive you up a damn wall. As long as he looks that way, it wouldn't matter. (laughs) Digger is Carlson because I feel like they both have real weird energy. Max is Radko Gudis because he came out of the gate with huge dad energy. Zach is Koozie because he has big weirdo energy and you can't forget that one time he kind of fucked things up. Marty is Oshi because I am pretty sure they both believe the friend zone is a real thing. <laughs> Bonus. Ovi is Lorelai. That's the mom, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that concludes our customer <laughs> relations segment of this podcast. No kidding. I would like to thank Melanie for submitting that answer to me because I really have seen maybe bits and pieces of four or five episodes of Gilmore Girls and I just deeply hate it so much. It stresses me out. They talk too much. Not all of Connecticut is on the coast. And um, so next time I will tell you all about Buffalo. That's right. And another couple of things we need to do is we need to, if you have a suggestion for our holiday song this season. That's right. Please. I mean, we could just remix Santa Gritty somehow, but I don't (laughs) know how we do that. They do have more reliable goaltending now. Do they though? And if they're in a playoff position, it's not as much fun to do Santa Gritty because that song was all about how terrible the Flyers were last season. (laughs) That's true. Uh, we also, if you or someone you know makes really cool hockey themed holiday or hockey themed like arts, crafts, gifts, gifts, please send them to us. Last year we featured, um, people like Rachel Cohen and Amy Fleck in our, um, holiday, holiday gift, guide. gift guide. Thank you. Can you tell I haven't had enough sleep? <laughs> Don't go in the pit. So yes, kids. don't send us the gifts. Send us where we can get the gifts. I mean, or you can send, send us the us gifts. Send us the gifts if you want to. But send us, you know, the cool hockey shit that you've picked up that you think other people might like. That you, the art that you make, the crafts that you make. Um, we'll probably feature. Rachel's got some cool new shit. We'll probably feature this year. Um, just anything like that. Please send it to us. Let us know. Um, so we get the word out. We also definitely will like buy things from people. And then in the meantime, you can message us on Twitter at Pucker Up Podcast. You can email us at PuckerUpPod at gmail.com. 
You can visit our website at Pucker Up Hockey, and we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Pucker Up Podcast, where you will get to hear the uh, shitty versions of whatever Christmas song we finally do. Um, we go to record it. Again, if you have any questions that you want to ask us that you want us to address in the pod, um, if you know anybody you think would be great to come on the podcast, please let us know. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.